Oh, hi, Merlin. How are you doing today? Mm, very well, Dan. How are you? I'm okay. I'm mm -hmm. okay. Things are going to be okay, I think. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think so. I think um, I haven't found a place for this in the document, but... Um, hmm. Go with the wisdom document you're talking about. think that uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, a different spin on uh, uh, what Samuel L. Jackson says in the first Avengers movie, <laughs> yeah. which I have here in my document. But I think you should act like you're going to survive. Not you. I mean, you can do whatever you want. I don't, I don't have a dog Just in that a, a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what does he say? I've got it here. Uh, let's see. Stacker Pentecost, rules of the game. Uh, there's Stacker Pentecost. Oh, boy. I've tried a lot of different ways to, to cite these. It's really confusing. Um, oh, man. I really, I need, I need to, uh, you know what? I need to really update this document. But, but uh, Nick Fury, F-U-R-Y. He says, until such time as the world ends, we will act as though it intends to spin on. Spin on. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I, I mean, like, if you're somebody who doesn't need to hear that, you're not me. Uh, because <laughs> I, I just... Um, right? Sure. When I say I assume, I yeah. am wired to assume that everything will be my undoing. And um, the truth is, so far, uh, I haven't encountered that. And when I do, it'll be too late. And I think you should, uh, you know, continue to uh, act as though it intends to spin on. Spin oh, on, I say. Spin, said. yeah. Why not? You know, as long as I'm, I'm dropping wisdom. Another thing that hasn't found a place yet, but I've been thinking about. I mentioned this uh, to to friend of the show, John Roderick, yesterday. But I had this realization that you know, this is what people come here for: the pound sign productivity, the mm -hmm. life hacks. Yeah, that's what the show is about: creativity, management, thought leadership. Um, and I was thinking about, and actually this was in a dream that I had last night as well, which makes it even weirder because I was, because, because, because I'm I, jealous in, that you dream. Hmm. Really? You're, yeah, you're, you're, really. You're, you're, you're envious of my dreaming abilities. Yeah. Cause I don't really you're not jealous in the sense that <clears throat> you also wish I didn't have it. <clears throat> No, like, I don't want to take it away from you. I also want to have it. And I feel like dreaming is one of those things where I can have a dream and you could also have a dream. It's not mutually exclusive. That's what More Thomas than... Jefferson says. You know, you light somebody else's taper, you know, it doesn't diminish yours. <laughs> That's Taper's right. the way, the old-timey way of saying candle. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was um, I have trouble. My wife is fortunate that because I have difficulty explaining some things in my dreams, I, I tend to not do it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. <laughs> My iced tea's coming back on me. Are you okay? I need to lay down. Mm. I wouldn't lay down if you just drank something. You want to give it 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, over the top. It's too much. <clears throat> when you work on your sleep, you get better dreams. Um, <clears throat> it is said. But anyway, so this dream is because like the thing is when I say that something is a stress dream, I notice I did not say a stress nightmare. Mm -hmm. Like the classic stress dream. Oh, I didn't study for the test. It was in a class I never took and I was naked mm. and my Peter was little or whatever, you know, those kinds of like stressful things. But, you know, I have, I have, uh, I want to write down a full taxonomy. Maybe this is a new repo, as you say, uh, that I'll create, which is all of my, uh, my dream themes. Hmm. hmm. Dream themes. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, you know, I don't like traveling and, uh, 
I, I dreamed that we had to go to Rhode Island for a funeral, but it was a funeral. It was also a wedding, just in the sense that they didn't say pallbearers. But, I mean, there were very clearly groomsmen. Mm-hmm. There was a bridal party for this funeral. And uh, it, it gets a little bit too real because it was in Rhode Island where, where we do go to. We were in an Airbnb. I remember really thinking that the Airbnb was really cool because it had three toaster ovens in it. It was built for scale in the dream. And, three, wait, uh, three toaster ovens or toasters and oven mixtures? Oh, you know, it's, well, I think that's, that is a prima facie, a, uh, a, a, a toaster oven. It's an oven that's also a toaster. Yeah. But anyhow, that was the dream. This there's no logic to this except how there is. Yeah. But but I was the stressful part of this dream was that like uh, as now I wasn't driving in um, at this at this uh, in the run up to this event. We had a role in putting it together because you know her, her family they're they're all in they're balls deep on every event. Everybody's doing lots of things, and it was my job to buy groomsmen gifts for the funeral. So, okay. uh, uh, and she gave me this really weird list. Oh boy, this is really, this is so much about the insides of my brain. Yeah, I want to hear it, this. This is like, well, we're digging deep today. I'm happy to. I mean, I, I also have, have something I'm going to spring on you in a minute. That's just really exciting. But um, all you need to know about this is that like, you know, one thing is like, I always, I say to my family in a way that is, this is a bit, but it's not a bit when I say it's for my work. So stuff like, hey, before we rent a car, can, can you ask me about it? Because, like, I'd love to have a voice in that, especially if it gives us access to CarPlay and stuff like that. Or, you know, the, the canonical example, in our division of labor, in our household, our child does nothing, and then the mother and father do all the work. That's just a modern distribution of... Yeah, of work within our Our household. kid made focaccia. Focaccia. And, boy, did we ever get to clean that up. Um, two big loads of focaccia. Uh, but, but anyhow, the point being, you know, we're the ones that do that. We do that. And so, you know, uh, so, so, you know, we've got division of labor. I think every house is like this that has multiple people in it, whether you're thinking about a chore wheel on what we do in the shadows, or you're thinking about, you know, just the basic stuff. And, and like, I, I, I try not to say this too often, and I try not to say it too glibly, but the truth of the matter is, my wife is much better at dealing with bureaucracy and forms and all grown-up things, and I'm better at catching spiders, picking up poop, and taking out the trash. The kind of, like, monkey stuff that a man of my advancing years, you know, that's in my wheelhouse. So, you know, uh, you know, you, you got division of labor, but like, you know, I don't, I don't go where you work and like slap the, you know, residency program out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. d- d- don't, don't step <laughs> on my computer stuff. And right. so I, so in the dream, and just as a reminder, it's, it's in Rhode Island. There is a funeral. It might've been my mother-in-law again, but I'm not sure, but somebody died and I had to get the groomsmen. Now, did I get to pick the groomsmen's gifts? No, it was going to require a lot of driving and the list included a bunch of stuff that I should have had a voice in, in the dream. So there was something involving computers that I had to buy eight of. There was some kind of a new high functionality, um, car key that I was supposed to buy for all eight groomsmen. And I was also supposed to bring eight bottles of water for, for the groomsmen. And I, I'd written all this down, even in the dream. I mean, I should probably, I'm surprised I haven't written it down now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, that's the kind of thing I do is I write things down. And I was like, ah, ah, I mean, 
because I'm Woody Allen. And, and like, <laughs> could, 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 don't I get a vote? Like, what is the car key? Like, like any of this stuff? And, and, and uh, this is something that occurred to me over the weekend, something I said to John Roderick yesterday, Monday, as we record this, and, and something I, I had to say, I said again in the, in the, in the dream to my wife is I said I've only I said in the dream I said I've only realized recently that I'm in the midst of a decades long project that is about learning to be okay with loose ends with things not being done things that are unfinished I'm letting giving them, you letting I'm giving go. you f- literally free pre-publication wisdom here yeah which is that for 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 me and, and all this wisdom is uh, above all for me before it was ever for anybody else it's wisdom for me that's that's kind of the hook the whole thing hangs on is like you can get mad about what i think or what i've learned but the truth is this is all stuff i've i'm terrible at and had to get better at and as part of my my, my journey in in the world of anxiety and learning to cope and be like a act, act like a normal human being loose ends dan does that do, do you know what i'm saying here yeah well, because because you know the, like, the Buddha said that nothing is ever finished. Well, he died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, does he come back as something? Do we know what he came back? As? <clears throat> no, he did not. That's the whole point of enlightenment: is that you end the um, the endless cycle of uh, of rebirth and death, known as samsara. So the whole point of enlightenment hmm. is that you don't come back. I think you think of Samara, Samara Weaving. <laughs> that, that's the daughter of Hugo <laughs> it's Weaving. It's the same. I think it's the same thing. Looks like Margot Robbie. You couldn't Pepsi challenge those ladies. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I feel like given some of your history, you could appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, he said obliquely, talking about OCD here, yep. which is that, you know, there's let's the talk about something important. Let's talk about, let's talk about like the, uh, the, I think that a lot of people like to say those three letters without thinking about it. And I will, I will almost never miss the opportunity to say there's obsession and there's compulsion and they're different things. You have obsessive thoughts that lead to compulsive behaviors. Right. Because the compulsive, I'm speaking to our audience here, which I don't normally like to do. No, I know. It's nobody likes having a compulsive behavior. But we, we, we get so keyed up about the whole, oh, you're so OCD. You line up your Fruit Loops on your desk. You're so OCD. All your action figures, you know, have to be a certain way. But, like, we focus so much on the compulsive that I feel like we really miss out on the obsessive. And uh, I've mentioned before the, uh, the wonderful Brian Regan, uh, m- most recent Brian Regan special on Netflix was about his... OCD diagnosis, and I thought it was really, really funny and, uh, and interesting. The obsessive part is actually the one that I, I feel a lot of common cause with, um, you know, because I, I mean, I don't want to, I hate pathologizing people, including myself, mm-hmm. but I have become aware that I am how I am, and part of the pra- practice of getting better at catching yourself being how you wouldn't like to be is realizing that you can sometimes end up how you are. And for me, that like a phrase I've used here before, what gets the hook in? Like if I'm having that part of the ADD cycle where I'm like super focused on concentrating on a certain thing, like preparing for our program today, I've spent a couple hours preparing for that. I'm like a dog with a bone, woof, woof. And which is good, but like I don't want to find myself having drifted off 
vis-a-vis -vis letting the hook get in to something that wasn't what I wanted to be doing. So the thing is, that's in some ways, that's a different flavor of obsession. It's like I can't, I can't leave what I'm doing right now until it's done, whatever done is for that day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm not asking for an opinion. I'm just tossing it out there that like, I feel like, I mean, the funeral aside, because really I could probably handle that better. Um, I feel like the ability to tolerate loose ends is an artful thing. Because on the one hand, there's the, the feeling of like, well, I know I tend to go way too far in one direction, and perhaps you do too, I couldn't say. But a lot of us go way too far in one direction, which is like, I'm going to sit here and tighten up every single loose end because that's my demon dogs, and I, I can't listen to them yapping all the time in the back of my head. But how do you do that and get okay with loose ends? Well, put, put some other ways. Let, let's pull out a thesaurus. Uh, loose ends. Uh, talking about like uh, incompletion. Uh, for me, a big one, I would say irresolution. There has not been, I have not gotten any relief from the thing that I was worried about. The resolution that I think I, I need to move on in the world, and this is kind of why it you know, relates to the Avengers, is like I stop acting like the world is going to end, act like it will spin on, but find an artful balance between being so keyed up that not a single loose end can ever exist versus becoming a little bit too loosey-goosey. It's hard to find that balance. Mm -hmm. And like I said to my, my friend, uh, friend of the show, uh, Alexandra, just today, I feel like a, a very modern struggle or a very contemporary struggle for me is uh, as somebody who is trying to, I don't want to age gracefully. Um, you want to age angrily. I want to I age bitterly. Yeah. But, you know, this is... Uh, one doesn't say douchebag was was following me on Twitter. I think because I don't know he's thirsty for something, and he's one of those. His name ends in eth, and oh, like, <laughs> and like I I what I said to Alex was like you're gonna make fun of me because you're like genitals deep in the world of crypto bros and like all all that it entails. And I for the first time in my life last night looked at a, the Twitter feed of a crypto person. Mm. And it was such. Yeah, what a, was it like in there? How did you? Oh my gosh, you feel in Dan! I, I'm not going to drag the guy. I did a soft block because you know he's not welcome here. Yeah. Um. But but like I I before I did that I did think I'll I'll go look and see maybe maybe this guy's fun. Right. Maybe it, it, it's a guy you know. So you know don't don't try to figure it out. But like I uh I thought oh you know maybe maybe he's fun guy. And uh, just the crypto and NFTs are like his thing, but like maybe he likes my tweets about music or something, and I don't want to be a you know jerk about it. But oh my goodness, Dan! Once I was inside, it was really quite a world. There's a lot of announcements about his live stream that's going up in a couple minutes. Oh yeah, I mean it's big. You want to get a, get ahead of that? Yeah, he's very into NFTs, which is something that I really don't understand. I, I don't even well, understand Well, here's the thing. Them. You don't want to tell people you don't understand it. You want to tell them you don't, you're just not into it. Well, see, this is Because if you say, I don't understand NFTs, the emails and the tweets and the people right. pulling you aside with their hand on your shoulder email, is going to begin. But if I did, I wouldn't <laughs> right, read it. Right, you know. Um, but you but no, that. and this actually is, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, in a roundabout way because this is what I do. Me talking like this is part of my routine. 
Um, I could speak more articulately, uh, more tickle, I could get better word if I wanted to, but I don't. I, I like how I am. But it's the roundabout way, and I'm going to really blow your mind when I come back. I'm going to give you the, the full content reach around when, when I come back to work. Okay, come on. Let's, let's keep it friendly. No, I mean, I'm to, into to, that. To, uh, no, come on. Where, sure, where whatever I started, you like. <sighs> okay, so, um, but I, I looked at it, and I was like, oh, my God. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, like, I'm aware of what blockchain is. I'm aware of what cryptocurrencies are. Mm-hmm. I'm a- aware of those kinds of things. And I, I'm vaguely aware of what NFTs are. Mm-hmm. But my gosh, it was just such a sludge pit. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, like the kid in elementary school who would eat boogers for a nickel, Hello? except he'll do it for an ether. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> just so many boogers. And on the aesthetic of these NFTs is just really objectionable. And and so so I don't I don't like to read texts, but 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 what, what I said to Alex and what I'm going to say to you uh, right now, boy, we texted a lot today. I said there's so many things I don't understand in this world. Figuring out which things merit full understanding is a difficult and artful thing, especially when every impulse tells you that it's cynical horse hockey. And I think that's that's again that's another kind of artfulness. Is like it's a real old man thing to go. This is new. I hate it. Mm. Um, and, and doing, doing the opposite does not make you young. It just makes you feeble, uh, as regards, you know, cognition and, and decision-making, but you, you gotta fight that. You gotta fight. I mean, you, when, when we talk about like, oh, these kids today with their TikToks, you sound like a 70 year old man talking about the Beatles in 1964, <laughs> right? 1965, six, seven, eight, nine, like, and forward, you're still using a Beatles reference, maybe in 2022, but like, no, you like, really, you can't see anything of, of value in that. Like, are, are you just so stuck? And again, now this is straight out of the document. That as you get older, you become very negative and you don't like new things. And you don't like the fact that people with purple hair aren't scared of you. And like, I think that's really upsetting to a lot of people as they get older. So I'm talking about balancing things. I'm talking about funerals. I'm talking about, uh, you know, groom's gifts. Now, I don't know if there are any groom ladies. What are they called? They call it grooming. What's it called? We got, we got, it's a bridal party. What's it called? Blanket party. Code red. What do you call the it? The thing the women, where you, you they levitate groom? and just uh, yeah, right, right, right. So, so stiff, stiff as a finger, light as a light board. as a board. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and anyway, I, I don't know if they got car keys. It wasn't on my list. They're not going to get a water. I got to carry all that back. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but wait, saying no, it's light, light as a feather, stiff, stiff as a board. As a board. That's yeah. correct. You can also do the choking thing that people used to do. You remember the, ch- the thing? No, not that. Come on, man. I don't the know thing, where you're going with this. The thing where you this, push on listening. people's arteries and make them pass out. There's that kind of thing. Oh, that thing. You know? Happy slapping, like all that kind of stuff, all uh-huh. the things the kids are doing. I heard on TikTok now they're trying to get kids to steal cars, and everybody's upset about that. I, I never lot... thought kids needed to be encouraged to steal cars. I thought they just did know. it. I don't know how they that just works. do it. You don't they need to ju- encourage them for that. Hasbos, they call them. I don't think we say that anymore. Hasbro, the like the Hasbro, toy, the, the toy people toy who make Hungry Hungry Hippos. I don't think we say that anymore. You know, I played Hungry Hungry Hippos, but it was a full size thing that I that you sit down and you you move the hippo by a giant. It was in an arcade. And four oh, people the, sit there, and you, you it's like a life size hippo. A well to scale. It was to scale, but it wasn't full size. It was life size. Okay, so it was like more a like one, a fun size. One colon six. Pardon my saying. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay, that's fine. That's what a lot of figures are. So I think that I think there's an artfulness to figuring out. I mean, sometimes you've got to find a way in. Whether you're trying to figure out NFTs, or the Beatles, or a good groom groomsman groom's party gift. Like I think there is an artfulness to like I don't, like really jokes have left the room for just a second and then we'll get back to my dithering. But like I I do think it is a a difficult and artful thing. First of all, to realize that it's not just a matter of getting older. I you know sometimes they'll say oh somebody's an old soul, and I've known people like when they were in junior high they were already old men. Um, and like you know, you look at things like well, conservative versus progressive, and blah blah blah. Well, some of the most like stuck in their ways. I mean, the 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 some of the pussy hat crowd is just the worst. And mm. even though they are technically progressives, my goodness, you really can can you just can you let go of the orange Cheeto thing? Can you just just imagine you're just letting go of a fly? Just like let it go, let it go, find another bit. Um, but like I think that is a difficult thing, and I think a lot of it comes down to this resistance about. Some of this might be born out of our social media age and the fact that we're, nobody's ever allowed to be wrong about anything, um, let alone apologetic about it. And there, there are no second lives. And that, well, there's the game, I guess. But you don't get a second act in, in, in a lot of life. And so you have to just stick to your guns like an idiot. And, and I think it, is, it can be very difficult if you can eventually get to the point where you accept that you are no longer either powerful fearful or sexually attractive that's a you need a hobby <laughs> and a good new hobby is for you to try and find out what it is that makes something so interesting to other people again curiosity you could do a lot worse than to be curious and and my problem is when i look at the uh you know uh johnny twitter.eth it just it looks it's just so bleak and it just seems like so like based on nothing and look I've, I've heard glenn fleischman talk about this on the talk show i know that blockchain is a thing and it's cool and it's it's awesome and i'm not even like dead set against crypto as a thing i could see ways that's valuable but like it's just this entire grift and hustle and then like and then dan all the live streaming you know and um i guess what i'm saying is like you know they say like you know, like if you find out you reach a certain age and you find out you have heart problems and you say, oh, gosh, what should I do? Should I work out? And, and the doctor might. I'm, this is a joke I'm making up on the fly. And the doctor says, yeah, you should have started working out 30 years ago. Sure. You're going to have a tougher time for any variety of reasons, whether that's habit or condition. Like my knee's been really bad lately and I've only gotten back on my bike recently. Yeah. Like it's, it's hard to deal with all of that stuff and all of that change and it catches up with you before you realize it. So on the one hand, I'm saying pump the brakes ETH, but I'm also saying it, you, you've got to, you've got to keep your mind. You don't want it to be smooth like a manatee, but like you, you should have some imaginations in your mind into which new ideas can attach and in which you can exercise not just curiosity, but empathy. Like, you know, it's, we, if we only ever look at like this, this one axis approach to life, which is like, is this familiar to me or not? To quote the great Steve Martin, it's like when your girlfriend says, let's go camping. And you go, sorry, we're closed. <laughs> 
anyway, I don't know what I would have done differently. I uh -huh. probably could have gotten a lift. And those waters would have really heated up by the time I, you know, I got back to the Airbnb. But then I could treat myself to some toast. So, Is that your I reward uh, food? No, no. Just they had three of them in the room. So, I mean, probably three bathrooms would have been better. But three toaster ovens is, you know, that's still pretty deluxe. You know? Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow the trades. It's strange. We all know so much and so little. We all, we all have so much overexposure to a certain subset of things, like up to a certain point. Like, I know about a lot of stuff because of TV commercials. Like, I know about Medicare Part B. And, like, it, it, you can call this year even uh, if you called last year, and they'll check your area code. Or, sorry, check your zip code. Joe Namath does that. Hmm. Jimmy J.J. Walker. You got J.G. Wentworth who wants to buy out your, uh, your annuity or your lottery winnings. You know what I'm saying? Coventry Direct, they want to buy your life insurance. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and like, yeah. uh, and so, like, as somebody who now sometimes watches cable news, I'm aware of all those things. I know you shouldn't be getting on on uh, ladders to clean out your gutters. I know, I know, I know all of these things. But we all, we all, uh, it seems like more, in some ways, and this is straight off the dome, but it feels like I wonder if maybe more than any point in history, we have most of us in terms of like what we've learned in the last year, for example, whatever that is, whatever you think about everything you've learned in the last year, I feel like I have a width of infinite and a depth of up to two inches. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know, the joke, the joke in uh, Little Miss Sunshine, which is currently my, my Twitter uh, uh, header, Little Miss Sunshine, the joke is that, you know, S Steve Carell is the... Um, is the preeminent Proust scholar in the United States. And then he's all mad because the guy who was the second most preeminent Proust, Proust scholar like gets this award that he was hoping he would get. And um, now the whole idea of being a Proust scholar might seem a little weird. My kid, for example, who loves that movie as well, was like, wait a minute, so like, that's, that's a person who like mostly just studies and teaches about one novelist? I'm like, yeah, I mean... It's not just Shakespeare. Like, there, there are people who have great specialists. You remember from the wonderful book, Don DeLillo book, um, Don DeLillo. Hi, I'm Tom Brokaw, here today for Don DeLillo. Don I DeLillo. I think it's pronounced Don Quixote. Don, Don Quixote. In the, <laughs> uh, in the uh, White Noise book, there's a guy in there who's like the head of Hitler studies out of college. Totally. Which, you know, Remember that? And like, it seems a little crazy, but like, there's not, there's a lot of stuff that's not that far off in some ways. But like, I, you know, when I just sprung that on myself three minutes ago, the idea of what I've learned in the last year, <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, you could put it in a freaking Dixie cup and still be able to read the riddle. Woof. I don't know how much I've learned. I don't, I, it's certainly not very deep. You know, take, take why, out this, do you, just, why do you say, why do you say that? Well, I don't believe that's true. You've been, you know, you've, you've been on a learning kick all year. Look at your tweets, the ones that are still here. Well, Tweet I'm Delete. This episode is brought to you by Tweet Delete. Our thanks to Tweet Delete for supporting <laughs> this show. Yeah. Um, I guess I, and, and, and I have, you know, you know me, right? Like, I do. I, I can't, I can't say, yes, I can't say anything without saying a lot of other stuff first. One of the things I'm trying to say is I'm not talking about the great man theory. I'm not talking about the canon. I'm not talking about like, oh, I didn't read enough, you know, Proust this year. Although I certainly don't read books like I used to. I do read a lot, but 
I'm also the kind of reader, and I did verify this with Alex this week that they do the same thing, where at least once a week I'm reading something in Instapaper and then try to add it to Instapaper, which is not a great sign for how well the reading is going. If I keep trying to, like, the equivalent of, like, snoozing an email except with words, um, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I am by design very self-involved, um, just in the sense that I do think a lot about um, things like metacognition. I do think a lot about how we think. And I, it's interesting to me that one reason you'll frequently hear me say something like, I'm saying this because I need to hear it too, that's not a bit. It's that like, there's, just, there's so much stuff in the world that everybody kind of, and my kid is, the, is the, the, the young prince of this, so good at thinking they know something that they don't know mm-hmm. because of TikTok. No, 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 sorry, sorry, not because of TikTok, but because, oh, I know, I know this four-second part from this song from oh, being yeah. popular on TikTok. Right. Right. And then I, and then of course, then the, but this is instructive because then I'm like, oh, you got to really sit down and listen to uh, the whole album on vinyl. Or no, I don't say that. But, but it like, sounds exactly like you. It does, but like, who cares? Yeah. Like, wh- why do I always? Why do we, uh, we old white guys, always feel the need to tell people they're doing it wrong? You're doing it wrong. You're scared wrong. You're worried wrong. You're doing everything wrong. And here, let me show you why. And like, just all I can say to you, my kids, I call them Merlin's kids. I, I, I just want to say to on behalf <laughs> you of mean, all the you mean Merlin's, on Merlin's behalf of all the seven levers, probably are of all of them. <laughs> um, I, I don't have an opinion about whether you should exercise before your heart's bad. That's whatever. That's a different show. But what I will say is it, it is valuable to be open to the idea that you're not always who you think you are. You're not always becoming what you think you're becoming. And uh, and, and to, <laughs> to paraphrase Billy Joel, you know, maybe the good old days weren't all that good and tomorrow ain't as bad as it seems. And, you know, the way that I like if there's like step zero, God, middle aged men, stop feeling like you're underappreciated. Shut up. But the oh God, you're all the worst. And but also but also there is this thing of like practicing curiosity. Curiosity is easy when you're a little kid because that's all you've got before the Internet. When you had to watch Laverne and Shirley at 8.30 on a Tuesday and you couldn't settle a bar bet with your phone. Oh, these kids today. But like back then, you had to, you had, there were so many loose ends you had to be okay with. And now today, I think perhaps as a result of having easy access to very shallow information, you can dive straight in and see what some um, Redditor or Wikipedia person had to say about this. But, you know, the idea of like keeping yourself open to being curious in an active and assertive way. So not just go, oh yeah, I guess I'll read that if it comes along. But like to, to, make, a, to make a point of, like, of interrogating the stuff that seems new and therefore weird to you is not a bad thing. And, and I'm gonna quote myself again from the, the Wisdom Project, which is, you know, to understand something does not mean you have to like something. Understanding something exists independently of liking it. And as soon as you find yourself like slathering on all this value about how you feel about it before you even understand it is an affliction. 
it's the worst. And at every turn, there will be people out there or forces, services, things in the world that will continue encouraging you to believe that you're always the smartest person in the room and everybody else is, is an idiot or a villain. And I just think it's, it's valuable to me to know that I have these afflictions, to know that I can be a little bit obsessive, to know that I do not like loose ends, to know that new things scare me sometimes. I, I don't mean to cover myself with glory, but knowing I suck at that has been a mitzvah because accepting that I suck at that is a mitzvah because that then gives me the opportunity to see some kinds of like incremental improvements in what I do as a self-involved middle-aged man who's underappreciated. Yeah. I'd have to go out and I'd probably have to walk. So like, I don't know, Best Buy to buy those waters and, and, and computer things and, and, you know, uh, car key 2.0. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, uh, why don't you, uh, would you, would you please uh, uh, do me a favor and tell me about something you love? Indeed. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I've been waiting. I I've been, Merlin. See what you did I've there. been waiting 33 minutes to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting 33 minutes. We're going to shut up. <laughs> Indeed. Ah. Let me tell you about Indeed. This is Indeed. the thing. This is the thing about Indeed. Yeah. There are people right now listening to this. I'm telling you. I know for a fact at least mm-hmm. one person right now. I guarantee you there's this one person right now sitting here listening to this and they're thinking to themselves, I want a fresh start. I don't just want it with work. I want it in all parts of my life, but especially work. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're, mm-hmm. they're want it. They want it. They want it. They want it so they bad want, Merlin, they, that they, they can they taste it. it. They, they just, they it. do deserve it. Yeah. Treat yourself. And this is, this is the thing. This is the thing. There are people right now. They want, they want a job. They need a job. And, Indeed is here to help make this possible, but this ad, this ad isn't really geared at the people who are trying to find the job. They already know about Indeed.com, I would think. This is for the people who are wanting to hire those people that need the job mm. right now. So, that's but by the transitive what, property. That's right. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing. If you're hiring, you need to use Indeed.com. It is there. The, they are the, is it an it? Is indeed a they or an it? I run into this a lot because some of the people who write my ad copy are uh, technically English speakers, yeah. but they're UK English speakers. <laughs> I know. Toy. I, know. Well, I, I have a lot of affectations, but I, 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 I am not. I would say indeed is singular, but I think on uh, in the UK they say indeed are. Okay, let's let's go circle back to this after the ad spot because this is something that okay. they, I have a as you would say. Be in your bonnet. Thank you. Uh-huh. Indeed is the hiring partner. You can attract, interview, and hire, and you do it all in one place. It is the only job site where they actually they guarantee that you will find quality applicants. They must meet, be pretty confident. Or else you don't pay. That's the thing. If you, if you don't find applicants that have the must-have requirements, you're not paying. That's how it works. So instead of spending like hours on the different multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, Indeed... They're involved in every part of the process, right? So they have this thing called Indeed Instant Match. They have something called assessments. They even have virtual interviews. But I'm going to tell you about Instant Match because that's the cool one. I mean, they're all cool. This is the one I like. As soon as you sponsor a post, you will instantly get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. Then you invite them basically to apply for the job. They get a how, message. How can they possibly do that if they're just sitting I don't there know. waiting for they're you? Sitting, that's how it works. 
And so you go there and you're like, okay, these people, and you reach out to them and, and it's like, instead of hoping that maybe the right people find your ad, they're going to find it because you can reach out it's to like them. It's like speed dating, but, but your company's always a pretty girl. It is like speed or dating. Or boy, or they. Thank you for clarifying indeed, that. Indeed they are. Yeah, according to Comscore, which I know is this is one of your authorities that you cite a lot. Yes. Indeed is the number I, I one job. Off, I am off of J.D. Powers at this screw point. It, just screw it. Clear. I'm over yeah. it, too. I mean, it's 2022. Uh, I we had, had to move on. Mm-hmm. Indeed is the number one job site worldwide, according to Comscore. Hmm. Uh, Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job sites combined, according to your another one of your favorites, Talent Nest. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. More than three million businesses worldwide are using Indeed to hire. That's what they do. They're like, I don't need anything else. I don't care. Like, I don't care. So here's what the listeners can do. They can start hiring right now. Okay. $75 sponsored job credit that allows them to upgrade their job post at Indeed.com. But they have to get it. You've got to go to Indeed.com slash back to work. That's what you do. So Indeed.com slash back to work. It doesn't work. actually seem like a lot to ask, if I'm being it's, honest. I agree. I mean, mm. you're going to claim your $75 credit. And uh, they, they want me to say the words terms and conditions apply. So now I've said that. We can wrap up the ad. Indeed.com slash back to work. Thanks very much to Indeed for making this show possible. Merlin Xavier Man. Hello. <laughs> Don't spoil it. I haven't started watching the new season yet. What? I know. Of so what? of what we do in the shadows. Hello, oh. Colin Robinson. So I wanted to um, <laughs> I wanted to Colin revisit Robinson. this topic of um, of this because I feel like there's got to be somebody right now listening to the show and they're sitting in the UK. They're lamenting the lack hot, of evolution it's hot there right of now. Uh, it's hot. It's hot in, in these rhinos. Mm-hmm. And they're <laughs> lamenting the That's Jim Carrey joke. Yeah, they're lamenting yeah. The fact that their language has not evolved in hundreds of years, whereas ours is a living, breathing thing. And I don't blame them. I mean, it would suck to be stuck in an ancient version there's, of There's no I in language. team, but there is a you in favorite. And they, uh, they so what, what we do here in the United States mm-hmm. is if there is some kind of organization, it could be a sports team like the Eagles, it could be a company like Apple, it could be Indeed, it could be whoever. Let's pick Apple. They're, over there, they treat Apple... As a group, a group of people. So if you said, um, you would say something like, mm-hmm. uh, they are. And that's how, so you would I, say you know, Apple are. If you say the, Beatle, the Beatles Apple are, are the Beatles I don't have are. a beef with that. That's really? because it's a plural term. It's a, it ends in plural, but oh, they're also going to say Apple are. Brain. Yeah. Um, are. Apple really? have not released an update for the watch. Apple yes. have not. Apple that is have, to quote the Brits too clever by a half. Ugh. I hate it's it. So we here in the United States with the evolved version of English, the most evolved version of English, we would refer to um, an entity like that as a singular. Apple is a company. Yes, it's a, Apple is made up of people. Yes. But Apple itself, if you were to look this up, it is a, a corporation, which is considered here in the States. It's an entity. It's a singular entity. So we would say Apple hasn't released an update. Apple has released an update. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, well, that would be the same <laughs> either way. But anyway, I just wanted to revisit that and let the people in the UK understand that they're wrong. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. Um, How could I, you? I, I don't know. But but I think aesthetics has a role. You know, sometimes you just feel like it's it's not quite right. 
And uh, I think we could say that about a lot, a lot about the UK. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so glad we kicked you guys to the curb I know, right? in 1776. Seriously, Never forget. You. Never forget. Never forget. I'm getting yeah. a new tattoo, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had friends that died that day at Lexington and Concord. <laughs> well, technically, they were Siamese twins. It's a long story. Paul Revere. At the horse right here, his name is Paul <laughs> Revere. Can do. Yeah. Have you been watching that again? Guys and Dolls? Hmm. Every chance I get. My favorite part is when uh, Marlon Brando goes, Lucky Lady Tonight. Oh, I can't do Marlon Brando. Let me start again. <clears throat> Luck be a lady tonight. No, that's a little bit more Jerry Lewis. This morning I was riding my bike. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I, I took a bike ride. For some reason on Tuesdays I seemed to wake up early. I got on my bike and I, I rode north and I went through the park. I said hello to the bison even though they were sleeping. Shh. And then I went past the bison. I decided to go to the Palace of Fine Arts. And this is just a ride that I enjoy. There's also like sights that I enjoy. But I've been, I, I've been up a long time. And um, as it happened, my, my wife had to get to work early today, so she was up early too. So I talked to my wife just a little bit, but mostly, I mean, I don't think I'd said more than like a paragraph all told in the hour that I'd been awake. And so I'm by the VA. I'm up on uh, what would that be like, Clement? And I go by go and so it's this. And, it's, and the thing is, it's not quite dawn. It's just pre-dawn. I like riding in the dark, and. Um, and there's nobody out, right? So you can like it's more fun to ride. And I have lots of lights, and I'm very reflective. But anyway, uh, in any case, uh, a guy guy pulls out of his driveway, and he's driving his automobile, and he doesn't have his lights on. And I don't know if you do this. I I, I realize this sounds rude, but I don't have another way I know how to do this, which is if somebody is driving, and they go by you, and it's a time when you would really have wished they had their lights on personally you frequently you you yell lights right that's happened right in your sure. life you ever yell yeah. lights at somebody why not well fun thing happened for me was that i hadn't talked in a long time and it was still very early and instead i went lights lights and i really i sounded like <laughs> jerry lewis lights <laughs> and i i wanted to take it back and get a do over well, you can't, like you the, can't have it. You can't do it. The, the nutty bicycle professor. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, Dan, get ready. Yeah. Are you okay. strapped in? Yeah, I'm ready. What are we doing? It's the return of a favorite. Digga, 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 digga. Cool thing I learned this week. There was a cool thing I learned. Technically more than one thing, but it's depending on time. Cool thing I learned this week. <laughs> okay. A copyrighted feature of whatever we're doing here yeah okay um, well i'm excited i'm excited to hear it yeah i don't know why I was sandy involved sure okay. and um i got a few things um uh the first one's not technically a thing i learned this week but it's a thing i finally spent some time on this week um if you remember in the dab dab presentation uh showing us uh, ios 16 and some of the new things as is often the way I mean, this is a bit practically amongst our sad community is like, oh, my God, did you see this like tiny thing that was only barely mentioned on a slide that's like a game changer for somebody? Well, one of the things they I mean, they talked about this, but uh, a big thing is um, the way that iOS dictation continues to improve. Wasn't that long ago that I think they moved a bunch of that like onto the local chip 
so it's like it's fast. Faster, yeah. You put something on a chip, it gets faster. I just wanted to call people's attention to this because uh, this is one of those things that is and should be a game changer for some people. But I also want to make a case for iOS dictation to people who think it's not for them. And so the news hook, as they say in the business here, is that, uh, yeah, it's a new feature coming in iOS 16. It's in the beta right now. The public beta is out there. I don't have an opinion one way or another about whether you should get it. Um, but, for example, did, did you notice that one of the really neat new things is that when you hit that little microphone and start talking, and it dictates. Have you seen the thing where, like, you can edit the text without turning off dictation? No, I don't think so. This is really, this is a really, this is a really neat thing. Oh God, the, the hugest thing so far in this entire beta is that they have replaced that dumb button in messages where you accidentally record your voice all the time. Oh, what did they? How did they change that? What did they do with I that think one? They changed it to like instead to dictation. It's like a microphone now hmm. instead of like that little zigzag pattern. But the point being, like, you kind of got to see this to believe it. There's a um, uh, video via one of the shovel, shovel blogs in notes where you can see this in action. Uh, but the, the idea is like, and I'm going to, I'm going to treat you guys like dummies for just a second, which is, you know, dictation is a really powerful feature of all platforms mostly. And it means different things, different places. The same way, obviously Siri, the, <laughs> the umbrella, it means everything. iCloud and Siri, like, what does it mean? Well, part of Siri is dictation. And that doesn't mean that you're going to talk to your device and try to turn your lights on and off. It's that you're saying, and forgive me because I know this is going to sound dumb, and I know you know this, but you're probably not using it unless you're Dan because I think Dan uses it. But, but dictation is just you just hit this little thing that looks like a microphone, like an old-timey, like a, you know, mm -hmm. uh, one of those old-timey Sure. What are those sure, called? Yeah. Ribbon mics? Like, you know, yeah, like a ribbon hit, mic. Hit, tap the ribbon. And uh, who doesn't want to wear the ribbon mic? But you, um, you start talking, and whatever you say, it will do its best to turn your spoken words into text. Um, yes, I know you know this. But I wonder how many people really use it that often. Hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make, make a little bit of a case here. I'm going to talk about why these additions are important, and I'm going to talk about basically challenging you folks to try and use it more for reasons I'll describe. So that's pretty neat. And like, I mean, here's the, here's the, the spoiler. The spoiler is if you have to do anything longer than some illiterate sub-sentence that goes, yes, Greek food, fine. Like almost anything that you need to say vis-a-vis mm -hmm. -vis something you need to type, I can almost promise you if it's long sentence, it's worth at least trying with dictation, right? Now, now, now the feature, the, the new feature here, just to get it out of the way, is that once you hit that little microphone and you start talking, the words will appear. It's gotten faster, it's gotten better. It's not flawless at things like punctuation, but which has you know, historically been one of the kind of the weak points is, it's almost like using, in the past, it's been like using Dragon Dictate, where you would say, hello, my name is Merlin, period. Like, what do you want for dinner, question mark? New line, new line. You know, um, and it's gotten, it's not perfect yet, but, well, I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, but don't worry because the, the uh, cost of trying it is now lower than ever. 
because if you hit the thing and you know again not everybody's like me where almost everything i write does really start in drafts uh, occasionally obviously like i'll just type like little short things in a text but my the text before i send the text to somebody reason my text looks so good is i write them in drafts first and uh, i'm not asking you to get into that habit what i'm saying is this new feature it, it allows you to edit while you're dictating which sounds weird used to be time was if memory serves and this is probably true on 15 you can tell me if it is or not but when you've hit the microphone and started talking if you want to interact with the text using your fingers um you have to turn off the dictation all oh, right and that's not the case anymore it'll just keep running as long as you leave it on and let's say you've you've typed in if you're like me i mean the case that i've tried to make to people i don't know why i care about this but i do um because it was a ramp for me initially but like the truth is like i say if it's more than a sentence i can almost promise you that even including the time it takes to go back and fix it to like make to you know fix a homonym or to like add proper punctuation or whatever even with that like historically it's still worth it to do dictation now here's the sexy part you talk you talk you talk you talk you see it appear at any point and let's say you sort of you don't turn off the microphone but you pause you might say pause speaking well you can swish around inside that field you can select a word and uh, in the example they show on the shovel blog let's say i want to change the word pretty to very i can s double click on pretty say the word very and it writes over it that's pretty cool mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean I, are, you, are you getting this like yeah. that's that's new and yeah. that's that's very very cool and so so well, how so do people find out about that though unless they're listening to you talk about it right now i don't know there are a lot of things like that i think at in an earlier age of iphone os or ios i think in an earlier time the the beef was like oh this 3d touch thing that nobody but merlin uses and loves i still miss it um that ability to push on the space bar and like have it turn into a cursor mm -hmm. it's it's not it's it works fine now but it's not quite the same oh so by the way when you get the beta turn on haptic keys it's amazing and when you type you get a little tap it's really cool um but anyhow um, the reason I make this case and the reason I, I'm like an ex-smoker, I'm like one of those people who's like, you should never start smoking and you yell at everybody. And like, I'm like, I used to be a five pack a day guy who's now here to tell you like, Hey gang, give this a spin. And I'm going to do a cold reading on our audience and tell you why, if you're not using dictation, why you're resistant to using it and how to get around it. Let's all go back in time to remember the first time we ever, maybe, maybe the first time we got an Amazon lady in a tube, or maybe the first time we were around, like, a, you know, our friends having one. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and they're like, oh, so, so basically you just say A-L-E-X-A, -E and then you ask it to do something. And you're like, uh, okay. And you go like, hey, dingus, what time is it? And it goes, that time is beep boop, or it gets it wrong or whatever. But the point is, do you remember, Dan? I'll, well, I'll speak for myself here, and you can tell me if you agree. I found it very weird to move from a world of typing, clicking, key commands, all that kind of stuff, to moving into a world where I would use my voice, even with admittedly very simple commands like turn off my lights. I, I think I'm not the only person who found that 
Well, let me ask you this. How long did it take you before you started using Siri in public? I bet there's a lot of oh, folks yeah, who still don't use Siri in public. Yeah, yeah. Well, the beauty part is, like, you just hold your phone. And listen, listen, guys. It happened again, Dan. Mm. It used to be people would have in their white their white headphones in, and then they'd hold they'd hold up the microphone. Oh yeah, they hold the a little yeah. Mm-hmm. And but then they'd also hold up the phone like a slice of pizza, like somebody on a reality. Well, you show. know what's like, funny? I was you just don't need to do that. I saw somebody doing with AirPods the other day, talking into the end of their phone like their phone could hear them. Right. I was just I was just thinking about this the other day about when the first headsets came out. That had the one little earpiece and the little microphone that would dangle. Yeah, like Dragon Dictate or uh, uh, Naturally Speaking, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, and and like you'd you would see you people had to train it. You'd you'd see people walking with the little you know the little uh, the headsets in, and it looked like they were talking to themselves. And like, oh, no, oh you're I'm talking never. about just Bluetooth in general? Yeah, just in general. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's and like we used to think those people were even bef- even actually come to think of it, even um, yeah. Even now. prior to that. <laughs> There's nobody on the other end of that. What are you doing? Right. And I mean, like... Like, like letter carriers. Letter carriers love oh, talking yeah. on Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah. I'm just talking and talking. Yeah. I, I mean, like, y- y'all can agree or disagree, but I'll say for myself, it took me a while on the one hand... Let's... First principles, Clarice. First of all, it took me a while to get comfortable talking to a voice assistant, regardless of the brand. It took me a while to get comfortable doing that. But then, even when I was comfortable doing it, and this is true, I think, to this day, I feel like you have a, a, a modal shift in how you, you must have a modal, at least I do, I have to have a modal shift in what I'm doing to do a good job. And, and like, especially if, you know, there's a certain, um, you know, until stuff like Siri got better, it used to be you had to know the incantation. Mm-hmm. And you had to know the parts of speech, and you had to know the sentence structure to say, like, first of all, obviously, you have to know how to say, hey, dingus. You say, hey, dingus. Um, so, and, you know, like, like something I don't do, but I know you can do, is adding a reminder to a specific list. Dan, uh, using your voice, how do you, do you ever use your voice to add a reminder to a specific list? That's I mean, if I'm being honest, Merlin, no. no Me neither. I not okay, and I know you can do that with calendars. I know how to do that in Fantastical. I don't even know how to do that with my voice. But I do have to really think. I almost have to see the thing I'm about to say in my head and read it in my head before I'm comfortable saying it out loud. Because why? Because it's so embarrassing to fail at using a voice assistant. I mean, even with my family, I'm, my, my demos are really famous. My demos are the worst. Something I've done a thousand times and it worked flawlessly. Every single time I try to show it off to my family, it fails and the thing makes fun of me or whatever. But do, do you get what I'm saying though? Like, and you're, you, you're, you're a dictator, right? <laughs> sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and who isn't? Uh, but like, I think there's a, <clears throat> sort of a, a conscious modal change. Like, I, I don't find myself, there's some kinds of things that I can do quite easily. But if you look at all the things, all the things, it's not complicated, but like, like a lot of people who wear an Apple Watch, I eventually made my peace with the fact that, yes, Always On Siri has gotten better. Yes, yes, I know, I know, I know. But the best way to dictate to a watch is to hold it up near your mouth, hold down the crown, speak, and then let go when you're done speaking. 
right? So there's, there's more than one thing to that. Turning on a light used to be you walk up with your person legs and then flick the switch. And now it's like, I mean, and like, if you don't think this is complicated, well, good for you. But like when learning to say things like play this audio on this device, I still have to think about that. I still don't know how to use Siri to tell my Apple TV to play through my HomePods. I don't know how to do that. I can make a shortcut that does that. I don't know how to do that with my voice. But like you do have to think a little bit and almost look at it. So I guess I'll, I don't mean to beat this to death, but I'm just saying like, do you all remember? There was a time probably in your life, unless you're extremely weird, there probably was a time in your life where you found it weird to talk to a voice assistant. And even once oh, you yeah. didn't find it weird, there's still a little bit of a modal change and a learning curve. And I think that very well might explain why so few people, I see so few people using dictation. Oh, I see way more people talking on speakerphone as they walk down the street. They're very comfortable with that. But if I were to try and like read a paragraph you know, or say a paragraph, I don't know. I mean, this is a whole other topic, I guess. I, what, I'm, what I'm saying here is like dictation is really not that different from the feelings you had when you first used a voice assistant, if you're like me, which is that you will be very reluctant to do it because you feel like a dope. You're doing it out loud where everyone can hear it. It's your poopy first draft, to paraphrase Annie Lamont. You don't know how it's going to turn out. And then you feel like a sucker because you got to go and fix things. And the dumb machine cucked you again. You feel like an idiot. Well, now on top of it, get ready. It's going to get even worse because to really capitalize, to really benefit from this new functionality of getting to edit while you're doing it, part of what I'm saying is it's, it's, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but I really feel like it's worth it. And if you've waited until now to start using dictation, don't wait any longer because once you get the, what's in the beta now, once you get the ability to edit as you're dictating, you don't want to have to learn two new things. Because it is, it is kind of weird to move around and like you're speaking, you're speaking, you're speaking. And like we all can understand the idea that, you know, over, right? Like, you know, Wilco, like when I flip this, well, it's like a walkie-talkie, right? When I press this button, I can talk and you can hear me, but I can't hear you. And then vice versa, right? And so that's why you have to say stuff like over. It's just that here, there's no over. You can just keep talking the whole time. It's just the smarts inside your phone now know that, hey, if Dan just selected this word and then speaks, we know to replace that word and then keep typing. I'm making a case here that I think this is a fantastic functionality. I am, you know, Dan, uh, I don't like to say I'm making myself do something. This is in the document. I like to say I find myself doing things. Mm. I'm causing myself <laughs> to find myself using dictation more like every time especially on my phone if i'm about to type with my dumb meat fingers try doing dictation first see how it goes and with this beta like understand that you can like edit it while you're doing it i'm, I'm really i'm putting it out there because i used to be merlin man and you used to look at me for tips on efficiency and effectiveness mm -hmm. yeah. and i think I think dictation rules. So my challenge to you this week, I know that's not this show, my challenge for you this week is to start finding yourself using dictation more and maybe a lot more because you, you might be surprised. If you, if you, again, and if you're like me, another example from the ancient past was when I did get, is it called Dragon Dictate, naturally speaking? Whatever the thing was where you could talk into your Mac and you, after you've trained it, like I, I found that incredibly frustrating because... 
I don't know if you ever realized this spelling. I have a fairly discursive style where I'm just going to go blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, okay, <laughs> I'm going into this. Got to get a first draft. Just talk, just talk. You have no problem explaining this to people when you do talks. Like, uh, and then what I, would en- what I would end up with was like the equivalent. Of, well, if it caught it, if it was still on, if it didn't turn off, I got a lot of, you know, may I mambo dog face to the banana patch mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. My challenge to y'all this week is to, in preparation for this going uh, – to your phone in the fullness of time. Start trying to use dictation more. Are you still a dictator? Do you still uh, use yeah, it? I still, I still do it. I think you, I do you it. You do a lot of text messages when you're driving, right? Well, I used to do more. I don't really do that anymore. Um, and, you know, nowadays I find <clears throat> that, like, if I'm doing a text message, I'll use the Siri thing to just send the whole message and then it'll play it back to me. Mm. But I, I find that now... So using like according to Hoyle Siri rather than clicking in a field and dictating. Yeah. So like I, I'll have so you to f- say like tell name of person. Yes. Blah, blah. It, it, that's exactly right. That's okay. exactly right. You'll say, you know, tell. So if I was texting you, I'd say, t- you know, let's say I'm five minutes late. I say, tell, tell Merlin I'm running about five minutes late. Sorry. And it'll say, I'm going to send this to Merlin man. Should I send it? And you say, yes. And then it sends it. And then when you reply, it's sort of like, Somehow it's like waiting, you know, like it's waiting, it's ready to go. And then I just, it'll I say, I get so nervous that I you just say, read up. it. I, I, I did this this morning with Alex and like, I, I, but I had a dumb a boneheaded error in it. And I felt like a, an idiot because I, for some pathetic reason, I pride myself on the fact that I try to write like an adult in text. Dan, I'm going to, I'm going to, as you say, now, now some people say eat your own dog food. Some people say drink their own champagne. Mm. I don't like either one of them, but I'm going to try this. I never use this and I'm going to try it right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to pause the hailing. Okay. Yeah. Stand by. Yeah. Tell Dan Benjamin, um, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my own butt. <laughs> Your message to Dan Benjamin says, I'm a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt and my butt smells and I like to kiss my butt. You can say send it or change it. Send it. Okay. I got it. There it is. Now, that was, to be clear here, that's a kind of dictation, but it's dictation inside of Siri. Now, let me ask you this, and then we'll move on to some other things I learned this week. Um, do you think, how many people do you think know how to do what I just did? In the sense of, like, there's probably other ways. The one I know is tell, this and such. I guess you could probably say text, such and such. Like, do, do you think people use that very much? No. I got a feeling people don't use that very much. Because any time that I bring it up or mention it, people don't either they they either they're completely checked out like like so what? I don't why would I want to do that? Or they're like I, I had no idea you could do that. Yeah. So that's the challenge this week uh for this non-challenge program is for you to um uh you don't send texts, but like next time you're about to type something that's you know, if you feel better, <clears throat> start with a sentence. Or just start by like open up drafts or notes or whatever and just talk a little bit and give yourself some confidence that this has come probably a longer way than you might realize. Because mm-hmm. um, I think it's really effective. Um, but I mean, wouldn't it be nice yeah, in a way? Yeah, I mean, I know we that we're older, we wouldn't have to wait so long. Well, I know that people are going to reject the whole notion of what I'm about to say. And I, I actually feel like. Welcome m- to my world. Me, myself, I actually would reject this too. But the, imagine, imagine if there was more trust. Imagine the benefits. And we've talked about this before. I'm just going to talk about it again, mm-hmm. which is um, wouldn't it be amazing 
if these devices that we have right now that are sort of kind of always listening would take a slightly more maybe active role in what they're doing so that, you know, because like, again, again, this is what, this is the dream, right? Is that I say, I'd like to have lunch with Merlin, you know, maybe sometime next week. And then like, there's just a digital assistant just sort of listening that just gets it. Maybe, I mean, that's you know, pretty close. If you said schedule, if I said schedule lunch with Dan Benjamin next Tuesday at 2 p.m., there's a pretty good chance. I'm, shall I try it and see? Definitely try it and see, but I want to go a step further. I want okay. my digital assistant to talk to yours. Uh, first determine if you want to even have the lunch, because you might not. And then if, if so, it'll find the time between us that's available. Right. It knows our preferences. It overlaps our preferences as far right. as what restaurants we like and, bo and books it and gets the reservation for us and replies and says, Merlin would love to have lunch with you. I've booked I a reservation. I bet there's Google stuff that does that. I want it. Yeah. And I'm willing, I am, here's the thing, and this is, yeah. this goes back, harkens way back to a conversation I had with Andy Anatko years ago, where he was full on, like he was 100% in to the, to the whole Google ecosystem way before I think a lot of other people really were. And what he, what he was going through at the time was like, okay, I'm leaving. Remember the big deal when he like left the iPhone? He's like the Android he also, guy. He also didn't now. like the first Avengers movie, and I'm starting to come on around on that too. Well, I'm, I'm there too. But I mean, Nick Fury notwithstanding. Yeah, but he basically. Yeah, but that was a big deal. I mean, that feels very like uh, you're supposed to, be, supposed to be my lab partner. Well, and feeling. the thing that he said was, he's like, for all of the benefits that I get now from basically opening up that door into my privacy. Um, I get these tremendous benefits. And he's like, get, I'm... It, there's a lot of insight, and you can see that on the hub. Yeah, yeah. It, wants, it really does want to help you out. And unlike the Amazon product, increasingly, it, it doesn't get in your way. Right. The, the Amazon product has just, and I'm, I am not the only person to say this. Like, no, I'm, I'm The way it's kind of now. taken over the screen with all these... Not ads exactly, but cross promotional things, and it's like, I don't know. I don't want to drag a site that I like, but the two sites I like and pay for: the Daily Beast and not Decoder. What's it called? What's Defector? Right? Defector. That's, yeah, I think that's the one where David um, Roth is. But like Defector, like from uh, Van Halen. Mm-hmm. It's always bugging me to log in, and then there's a pop up about how I should choose a name for when I chat, even though I don't chat. And I get I get two different interstitials each time. Something Gruber pointed out a long time ago. Like I pay for the New York Times, and I'm sick of getting a pop up about sharing articles for with somebody for a dollar or whatever. It's like, uh, it's just. I, and I know that's not how life is. I know it's 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 a different time. We're no longer in this period of like, you know, for a long time people would pretend that they liked advertisers, but then mostly try to push you into the non ad version. Mm -hmm. <laughs> The whole point of what they're saying was is like, hey, you you know how you hate those ads? And then over there, like, hey, we paid for those. Like, you know, you're supposed to act like, you know. But, like, it's, it's still a little bit frustrating when you pay what you think is uh, – when I pay Hulu. Like, I knew when I signed up for the most expensive Hulu you can get. Hulu. I didn't even Hulu. read – Hulu. I didn't Hulu. even read the small print, but I was aware that for reasons, there's certain shows that will have ads no matter what. Mm-hmm because of relationships, blah, blah, blah. Well, for whatever reason, like I continue to pay more and more for Hulu. And also there's been a lot of creep in how much stuff has commercials that you can't skip now, you know? Um, but anyway, um, 
uh, yes, but I I get where Andy's coming from, and I I don't know. I don't like to be too. Nobody asked me, but I don't. I try not to be too defensive about this, but I do get a lot of value out of Gmail, and particularly Gmail on the web. And yeah, I have a lot of blockers and stuff. I don't see ads on there, but you know, I I is. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I understand. Yeah, go get fast mail. Okay. Well, I'm not gonna do that. Like all my stuff's here, but like if I had it all do over, on the other hand, I'm not sure I would be so far in the Gmail ecosystem. At, you know, like I wish I'd put a vanity domain on my email address. That I absolutely wish. But yeah. no, I think there's a lot of value to be had from that. And I, I get what you're saying. I think. I mean, to state the somewhat obvious, I think the way what you're describing, the place where the the precise example you're giving, which is a great example, where that falls down is that everybody uses their calendar so differently. And I think people are trying to address this from so many different directions. But every time I'm using, whether it's Fantastical or something that's not Fantastical, and I see the, like, check their availability. You want to hear the noise I make? Ready? Because <laughs> I know people who don't put effing anything on their calendar, and I know people who chuck up their entire goddamn calendar with all-day events, and it would be pointless to try and, like, like that's where it falls down, is unless you use your calendar similarly as the other person, I think that's going to continue to be a little bit of a problem. Um, so I have more of these, but I, but I want to hear about something you like, but should I first try to schedule lunch with you? I mean, I'm curious to see what would okay, even I'm happen. Okay, I'm going to uh, mute for a second to get the uh, the words out. Schedule lunch with Dan Benjamin next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Central Time. What's even going to happen? Which email for Dan Benjamin work, work, home, other phone, or <laughs> <laughs> Work. Sorry, something's gone wrong. <laughs> you heard me laughing. <laughs> All right, you win this one, Siri. But it almost worked. If I'd used my finger to hit it, I felt like cheating a little bit. Work, work. You know, you know, I wish, I don't know, I don't know. I, 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 for reasons you understand, Dan, nobody else will understand this. For reasons you understand, I still really dislike the use of home and office when we mean saying like home and work when what we really mean is house and office. That's a distinction with a huge difference for me. And I know I've said this a lot, but it's really, really true. Home and, uh, gosh, I'm going to screw myself up now. Home and work are what perhaps David Allen might call areas of responsibility. Mm. There's stuff I have to do about home. Home is also my family, right? But then, like, work, well, work doesn't always happen at my office. Like, are you mental? Like, I, I don't are have you a saying job. That you, you may actually work in a place that isn't your office? Is that what you're trying to explain to me? I mean, this morning, an hour of the prep that I did hanging out with my kid uh, was on the couch at, at, at house. But but also really I mean it it's it, it is really blah, 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 blah. I'll tell you what there's room for disruption I still feel like is in the context management stuff where like as I as I like to say remind people once a year now contacts in 1995 understood semantic companies which is something that Apple contacts still don't mm. understand right which is so crazy. Not just for salespeople. Although for salespeople, I imagine that must be such a headache. Show me everybody I know at J Random Company 
well, if you typed it in wrong or you did this thing and like, will it all show up? And like, you know, I, the contacts app could use some love. And one of those things would be, I don't know what the answer is. There's a reason I don't get the big bucks, but like one of the things that needs help is the way that we, we, without needing to create endless custom labels, I do feel like there's room for improvement. I mean, mainly what, what do you need to know about somebody? You need to know their phone number or similar or Apple ID, I guess, if you're going to text them. Mm -hmm. John Syracuse very strongly advises people to use an Apple ID instead of a phone number, which I think is sensible. But like I recently tried to change from my phone number to an Apple ID and all my friends were totally confused. And You're talking about when you me. send messages to Well, people. like you can do a thing where you say like start new messages from thus and such. Yeah. Usually your phone number. Right. But like, you know, anyway, that's that's my own problem. But, you know, I think I well, think I, I'm curious, why is he what is he saying is the um the reason to do that? Because he he guessed about this and I'm gonna also guess about it, but I believe this based on evidence, is that a lot of times, let's say You've been using your actual phone company provided cell number as the way you text people and the way that they text you. Right. Well, first of all, I think all, that isn't that. Wouldn't you say that that's the overwhelming majority of how everyone? I, I absolutely, but like most people don't know how to park. That doesn't make it right. Kind like of valid. the thing is, in the same well, and why did I say what I said about Gmail? Well, damn, I know what it's. I've heard people talk about trying to get their account back after something happens to it and google just basically offers no help for that yeah so like i gave them almost 20 years of free advertising <laughs> for being you know my name at gmail.com mm -hmm. um and now i don't have a way to what's the right word disambiguate that i don't have a way to like really transport that and that's the same problem with the number all it takes is one dingling getting your phone number and it getting out and i mean look at dan i i have not technically been able to receive email about this show for probably two years and i still get an email almost every day from somebody where my actual email got out and like i get pr blasts and it still makes me completely insane yeah so the problem is with your phone number like what are you gonna do well you know you have a google voice number that kind of stuff i think what john's saying the technical reason for that which i believe to be true although i am guessing technically hmm is that um, you have to tell your the phone on which you have cellular service, I think. Well, let me put it this way. If I, if I pick up my phone right now, go to settings, go into messages, it'll say in there, do you want messages to your phone number to forward anywhere? And you say, yes, please forward to this Mac and that Mac and this iPad and et cetera, and et cetera. And you have to make your own decisions about all of that and whether it's appropriate. Like, are you getting two FAs over that that you wouldn't be comfortable blasting to 16 different devices? What I feel the, the part about this, so that's one thing, is like having an Apple ID gives you like flexibility about that stuff. If it's just your phone number, there's all, th there's all kinds of things that can go wrong. Like it doesn't always like remember or infer <clears throat> where things should be forwarded. So if you get a new device, I have a, a not super new device that I only realized recently because it didn't come up often enough that this, uh, you know what it was? I think because I wiped an iPad and started over. But long story short, I realized that there were some texts I wasn't getting, but I haven't given it much thought. And I finally went in and looked, and no, I had not reestablished that things sent to this phone number should also be forwarded to that iPad. Ah, I see. 
But then the other the other problem is what was the other problem he was talking about with his son and trying to get him to always use Apple IDs. It's also that you know you're just kind of you're kind of pot committed at that point. You don't like your phone number equals equals you. Um, anyway, I don't I don't have a super strong opinion about that. But uh, what were we talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, let me tell. Still, well, wait a minute. Pause. Let me yeah. tell that something I like. Let me yeah. tell that something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you down for it? Yeah. I'm gonna tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. It is the all-in-one platform. I'll allow for- it. Building your brand and growing your business online, you're going to, if you do this, if you just follow through with this, Merlin, you'll have a beautiful website. It's all about follow through. You'll better engage with your audience. You're going to sell anything that could be products. It could be content. It could even be your time. They've got all these cool new features like the appointment scheduling thing. So let's say you start a business to buy an appointment. Maybe you're, uh, I don't know, Merlin, maybe you're cutting hair. Maybe you're a contractor. Maybe you're doing home inspections. What if I do nail wraps, whatever that is? I think whatever that is. You I will could wrap do your it nails. Yeah, I, you bring me a, you bring me a like a bag full of nails, and I will wrap them. Oh, this isn't like nails on your fingers. This is like just like the kind of nails you'd hang a picture with. Listen, listen, listen. Namespace pollution is not my problem. Wrapping nails is. I can just have that. I mean, Over. that's well. I'm not saying like that's that's what they're trying to help us do. Huh? You can wrap, add wrap, on, wrap, wrap these nails, dummy. So they got online booking. They've got mm. the scheduling now. Clients can come in. They can see your availability. They can reschedule their appointments. And who wants to manage that kind of stuff? Oh no! Help? See that'll work. That'll work in terms of availability. If you're the one running that show and it matters to you to fill those slots and to get them to sign on the nail wrap, which is dotted, like it's worth your while to keep that up to date. And then people will know this is when I can find some time in the chair get my nails wrapped. It, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you add this stuff. You can also do all the regular stuff like selling stuff or making a beautiful website. They have so many amazing they got email templates. stuff. They got SEO. Oh, right. The SEO, but the email stuff. What yeah. is the email stuff that they're doing? Do you want to talk oh, about that? Oh, they do like the, they do a whole, well, I don't have it in front of me, but they do a whole bunch of email stuff now. They do a lot of stuff. Here's the thing, Dan. Here's what I'm going to say about Squarespace. Okay. I don't have time to go into all these bullets. No. I, I don't have time. But what I am going to say to you is there's Squarespace like made their bones on being a site where you can come in and make a really pretty website using a pretty website. Now they can literally just have that. You make a pretty website using a pretty website. But here's the thing over time, Squarespace has added more and more things to their, as you say, offering that used to be like bolt on $10 a month stuff from other places. At least the idea of having your own store and like, you know, and being able to have a blog and being able to do SEO to like optimize, you know, your keyword buying and like the whole, the music goes around. That's, this is all stuff I haven't even used yet. Cause I'm still using Squarespace like a caveman, but like you could actually like run your business with it. Now, not run your business. Well, can you run your business? I should get run your business. You can do stuff with your business using Squarespace. <laughs> so what do they do, well, Merlin? They are, you should go over it's to squarespace.com slash it's your show. When they're there, put in the it's your show promo code. You're going to save 10% off your first purchase hmm. of a website or a domain. Yeah, that's right. They do domains too. Uh, so again, squarespace.com slash it's your show promo code. It's your show. It's the only way on, the, on earth to get mm-hmm. that. Because here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You may listen to some other podcasts and they tell you that it's 10%. Don't advise it. Well, he, well, well here's what I'm going to say. Our 10% yeah. is a higher quality 10% than theirs. Oh, yeah. We have premium prices. If you measured our 10% versus someone else's, ours is bigger. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. want people to keep that in mind. Those other places, they get all the prices from China. These are real American premium prices. You're right. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be 
I'll you do know, a bit from Tim and Eric, but but that's okay. I'll put it in notes. Put it in. Put it in the bit. You ever seen the premium prices video? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's my, that's my favorite one. I watch that weekly. <laughs> Thanks very yeah. much to Squarespace for making this show possible. Yes, Squarespace. It's a song with one note. Have you been enjoying right. the uh, this latest season of Succession? I'm just starting it. I've, I'm behind. But did you enjoy the Succession, the HBO show, the TV show? show. Succession. Oh, I mean the one from a few months ago. Well, I don't know. I'm just starting to watch the season right now. Sorry, when you're using words and they mean things. Succession. Uh, I love. I love Succession. Did you enjoy the latest season? I think so. Yeah, if memory serves. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what all happened in it. Boy, a lot of TV, Dan. And I got to say, HBO, man. There's just so much. I, I there's so much stuff I love now. I, I, I uh, when my family was out of town, I binged me a lot of uh, Game of Thrones rewatching, mm. and I did I saw you tweeting about that. Have stuff. a fair. Don't do that. Don't look at that. I think I got a fair amount of uh, of especially rewinding and stuff where I would have to like restart the app. Um, but the the shows, man, I, I just like just off the dome. Uh, the new Nathan Fielder show, the rehearsal, um, Irma Vep highly recommended i mean there's all the stuff that i've watched like game of thrones and hacks but like there's a lot of good stuff on hbo max or like the other two did you ever watch the other two which other two it's about um so basically there's a kid who is just a kid on youtube i mean it's it's meant to be i think kind of like a justin bieber but there's a kid who does a song on YouTube. I think it's called Marry You at Recess. And he becomes a viral sensation and instantly gets huge and totally eclipses the foundering creative careers of his older brother and sister. And uh, the mother is Molly Shannon. She manages him. Um, I would commend you to at least check out the other two. I will do it. Technically, Cinemax. I figured out, you know, uh, I've known now for probably almost three weeks that the Max in HBO Max is Cinemax. I figured that out like well over three weeks ago. Before that, I, I assume I knew it. Did you know that, Dan, that the Max is Cinemax? I, I mean, thought it was just HBO to the Max. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. No, you, you didn't know, like did that. you? It's I okay. Mean, just admit it. It makes you seem stronger. Maybe I knew and I forgot, but that's the... That's the peril. Dan, I have many more things, but can I do one more that must be? Let's talk about something really important. Sure. Okay. I'm not going to vouch for this guy's whole channel because no. he's a little bit of a, a little bit of a character. Yeah. But um, I was pointed unto a video on the YouTube uh, from a, uh, uh, oh, you know what? I'm going to find the actual person because I think I put their name in notes, but I want to make sure I get it right. I was looking at the website Twitter, and somebody recommended it to me. It's probably in notes, but I'm not going to look. You can't make me look. Uh, and I, I favorited it at the time. And Brad, oh, gosh, this is a hard one. I'm going to say Seifert, S-I-E-F-E-R-T. He's B-K, Seifert, S-I-E-F-E-R-T, or Seifert. Um, Brad, Brad. Brad says, hot dogs, ladies, I think you might like this video. Says some similar things you often say, but with slightly different language. I loved it. You know what my response is? Whatever. No. My response is, what I said on Twitter earlier today on the, on the global internet was, I, there are very, very few YouTube videos I've looked at that have spoken to me this completely, this directly. Can't vouch for this guy's whole channel. 
a little bit of a character. What I'm telling you is, if you like, well, I'm not asking you to like how I am. I mean, I don't. But like <laughs> my, my my stuff, like and how I am about you know, things like bag in a bag and one handed and in the dark and all that. You really super need to watch a video you can find in show notes called Five Principles of Organization. Okay, this is a five minute video, and he's a guy. He's one of those guys. He's kind of like if I didn't understand Chris Glass, like this guy, he's some kind of a workshop guy and he does things. I'm not sure what he exactly makes, but that's not important for the purposes of this. You really need to go. If you're a listener to this program, and I hope you are, you super need to go ASAP to five principles of organization. And this guy just runs you through in five minutes, just runs you through. Can can I say, Dan, five principles of organization. And he demonstrates them in his shop. And it's, you know, if you like that kind of stuff, and I hate to admit that I do, but if you like watching, like, Adam Savage put tools in a row and stuff like that, what do they call it, Kenning, diddling? Fiddling. Uh, felching. Whatever it's no. called, <laughs> tools <laughs> yep. next to each other, uh-huh. it's called felching. Uh-huh. Um, boy, you really need to watch this. But, okay, let's just go straight off the dome. You ready for number one? Number one in his five principles of organization? No stacks slash one-handed when you are organizing your stuff only exactly identical things can or should ever be stacked anything that is not exactly identical you don't stack and he demonstrates why that is this is why our linen closet made no sense it's because we were stacking things that were not identical are you getting this plates you got five plates not a problem if there are five identical plates, stack them up. Who cares? But if there if there's a plate in there that you might want that's not that size, you can't just grab it off the top. And that leads us to slash one-handed. I thought I invented this, Dan, but I, I might have wheezed this guy's juice. He says everything you have, it should be no stacks and one-handed. You should be able to grab something off of a shelf with one hand. You should be able to put it back with one hand. And the irony of this is, you know I love my wife. That's why we got married. I mean, that and the fact that I'm real good at getting water for the groomsmen. But, 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 but I think I go back and forth with is, is my, my lady friend tends to be a little bit more aesthetic. She's a little more, more aesthetic, and I'm more like, how, how is this easy to use? And I've said, less on this show, more on Do By Friday. I want to be able to do anything that I can in my life in the dark with one hand. I want to be able to get something out of my backpack in the dark with one hand. If I want a dish, I want to be able to grab it in the dark with one hand. Now, I felt like a nut for years saying that, but this guy actually demonstrates it, right? If you stack things that are identical, that's fine. It works great. If you stack things that are not identical, your life is chaos. Mm, thank so you. smart. So thank smart. You. Thank you. I'm one-handed. Let me just get through the rest of these real quick. You know, Dan, you heard me talk, you heard me talk about bag in a bag? Back in the back. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm well, my key to success sure. in life, well, I'm not successful and I don't have any keys, is, is that uh, yeah, bag in a bag. So, I mean, the classic example from the like back in the day of the like, here's how to pack your suitcase when you get the one bag suitcase and here's how to do it. And the thing I never liked about that was that whole thing where you got to fold your clothes into a ball. I always thought that was weird. But mm. I'll tell you what I am all about is bag in a bag, which is like, I got a bag. Let's say I got an away bag, former sponsor of the show once a future uh king and uh and all my stuff in there is in is in sub bags i got bags inside of bags right 
So the away bag holds a, a bag for toiletries. Inside the bag for toiletries is the like bag for shaving stuff. Number two on his list, and I, I'm not going to say the S word. You're going to have to like infer it. Okay. Kit your stuff. Kit it. Kit it. He's all about kidding. What is kidding? Kidding is exactly what I've been doing. Like all of my electronics for back when I used to travel and wasn't happy. Like I have, I had an entire duplicate of everything I needed kept up to date in bags, in bags, in bags, <laughs> never touched back at the house, which is not a home, although a home can be a house. You know what I'm saying? You don't just go grab a lightning cable out of your travel bag. You feel me, Dan? When you're traveling, you need to be ready, as Dan, John Ryder likes to say, keep a small bag pack. This guy's all about bags and bags. He's all about, like, you need to come up with, figure out what stuff should be kitted together. He has a little box for writing. It's always writing stuff. I love this. I don't want to love this, Dan, but I do love it. Things like in his automobile. He's got all the parts, like all the tools he needs to like do basic repairs on a particular car. But kidding, number two, kidding. You got to get your stuff into kits. This is making sense, Dan? Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. I was recently told I should stop saying that because it sounds condescending. I'm saying it because I literally don't know if it makes any sense. When I say kit, you know what I mean. Like another way to look, okay, so here's the way to look at this. It's really kind of like that riff George Carlin used to do about stuff. Remember his thing about stuff? I don't know that a, one. You get a house and you fill it with your stuff. Oh, yeah. And then you go places. And you bring up, I'm just making this up. I haven't listened to it in 30 years. But And then when you travel, you bring a bag with your stuff. But then when you leave your hotel room, you've got to bring a smaller bag with that stuff. Well, that's true. Like your camera bag does not obviate the need for all of their bags. As daddy's fond of saying, just because you got a nice wallet doesn't mean you throw out your suitcase. You know, like you need different kinds of containers for things and learning what kinds of things can go in things. It's like you and your code and your libraries. Like you don't need to wonder if this library is working today or like think about the way Docker works. Like Docker is a huge example. It's a huge bag with tons of bags inside of it, right? Kind of. It's everything you need to run this. So kit your stuff. I'll be running out of time. Um, third item, find your organizational talismans. I love this. He's talking about... Like he's saying in our shop, here's what we do. We get number 64 rubber bands and we do hooks and we do, but like whatever your thing is, like my thing, one of my things is Aiken Mills bins. I'm very into the bins, hmm. right? But then, you know, and, but this all kind of works together. And he's like, here's like the opposite of a kit of a kit is a, is a junk drawer, but like minimize the size. Junk drawers aren't bad. And he shows in particular something your grandparents and mine had like a, jar full of nails like uh, weirdly like screwed to the wall with the lid you know in the wall but like that's okay to have a bunch of loose screws in one place but that doesn't mean that you need to keep every screw you've ever had in a giant 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 thing you never look at no stacks slash no stacks slash one-handed kit your stuff find your organizational talismans the, the talismans discover the things that you need to be organized and really lean into using those Examples, again, th things like sticky notes, hooks, like what are the things that you need? Number four is a little bit left field, but real good. Learn to build shelves. And he briefly makes the case for saying like shelves are going to be how you deal with so many things. It's not that hard. Learn how to build a shelf. And then finally, this is the most wackadoo, but it's, also, it's kind of the funniest part of the video, customize. You know, if you know your stuff, you know your kits, you know your stacks. If you know all of those things, don't be afraid to customize. 
And the example that he uses, which is a little admittedly wackadoo, is how he was able to like make the jumper cables for his car like fit into one of those little tote, like clasping tote things, and how he slightly heated it to make it have more room in it. But you can also like change like aspects of the actual cables. You can make them shorter so they take up less space. And his junk jumper cables fit in a little area he made under the hood of his car. I'm excited about this, you guys. I mean, seriously, I can't vouch for this guy's whole channel. He's a little bit of a character. No stacks one-handed. Kit your stuff. It's, it, it rhymes better if I curse, but, you know. Sometimes <laughs> you can, you can curse on the show. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know it's true because it rhymes. Uh, organizational talus persons. Uh, uh, build shelves customized. Check this out. I can't vouch for his whole channel, Dan. I won't do it. Don't ask me to. Um, I mean, you can't vouch for a whole channel. It's someone else's thing. Do you have a favorite musical? Oh, thank you. A little shop of horrors. Oh, really? I need to spend time with that. I came across that because of the wonderful Disney biography of that one songwriter. The guy, it's a really sad but very good Disney um, documentary about the guy who wrote the lyrics for all the, like, you know, Renaissance era, Beauty and the Beast. Alan Sherman's the guy who wrote Hello, Mudda, Hello, Fada. What's, what's this guy's name? Oh, I'm really embarrassed. I don't know it. I like musicals a lot. I can't get my kid. Ugh. When they were in New York, they went to see um, Beetlejuice, which is a musical. And they said that was incredible. But look, I can't, can't get my kid to watch Cabaret. I, tr I tried to attract the child by saying this is very inappropriate. It still still didn't take. Still, still wanted to watch Community. Now, if you're going to watch a TV show, Community is a very good TV show to watch. But... Um, I grew up. I grew up listening to musicals. Music Man, I think, was the first one I probably knew almost all the words to. Got to know the territory, Dan. He's what? He's a what? He's a music <laughs> so, man. so is that? Would you leave that with our listeners as we? Sha poopy. Um, would you recommend that? Is that your uh, recommendation oh for the God, week? Oh God, Merlin's recommendation for a musical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Little Shop of Horrors. This is my favorite one. I'm gonna say this is way off the dome, straight off the dome. The Raul Esparza production of the guy from law and order uh his version of company i think is very good i think um i think cabaret obviously that's a no duh they're covering all the bob fossey movies on blank check right now lin-manuel miranda was on today or this weekend to talk about all that jazz um which is obviously the best of the bob fossey movies um and he directed cabaret um uh something i could probably do something a little bit you know what i gotta say i have a special affection for hedwig and the angry inch i think it's really good um i mean you know i like hamilton you know but mm -hmm. i'm trying not to be too basic or you could always you could always go check out uh guys and dolls with the great marlon brando you know what i'm saying lock be a lady tonight <laughs> Blavin. <laughs> button this up i love you i love you too merlin man